Father, we thank you for your word, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, Lord. Father, we ask it to, to cut asunder the, the marrow, the bone, God, the flesh, and, and, and to cut through, Father God, in Jesus' mighty name. We thank you for your word that brings us into the light, your word that keeps us in the light, your word that illuminates us, that goes through us and changes us, renews our mind, set our eyes straight, and get us on the right path at all times, Father God. As we continue to eat of your flesh and drink of your blood, Father God, we'll have life in us. So your word will bring life today to all those that have ears to hear. And we thank you for a fresh revelation, fresh insight, and fresh word from you today, God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Today's message is called Faith Works. Faith Works. Pretty cool, huh? Yeah. Faith Works. Yeah, we mm-hmm. like it. But faith without works yeah. is dead. Yeah. So faith yeah. works. Yeah. Amen. Amen. James 2, 14-26. What does it profit, my brother, though a man say he has faith and have not works? Can faith save him? If a brother or sister be naked or destitute of daily food, and one say to them, Depart in peace, and be warmed and filled, notwithstanding, you give them not those things which are needful to the body, that what, prof- what does it profit? Even so, if has not work, a faith without works is dead being alone. So, you can- so in other words, faith without works is dead. So faith and works together actually is faith because one alone is dead works without faith is dead and faith without works is dead a lot of people do works but they don't have faith in jesus they're just religious and they're under legalism and some would have faith and they don't do nothing oh god will do it pray god will heal them but they you know pray god do this and pray god well the person needs food you got food and that person praying so you can make their faith activated by giving them the food let god use you and you just say well i'm believing with you so you got to move in your faith faith is action and one would say unto them depart in peace and be warm and filled not sin you give to them needful what does it profit even so faith without works is dead being alone yea a, a man may say that he has faith and i have works Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show you my faith by my works. So I will show you my faith by my works. You show your faith by your works. Everyone says they believe in Jesus. Well, let's see it. Right? You say you believe in something. Let's see it. You believe, then let's see it. People, a lot of people need to see what you believe. So when you believe, then it will manifest. So... Thou believest that God, that there is one God, and thou does well. The devils also believe and tremble. But will thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he had offered Isaac, his son, upon the altar? So, he believed God, but then he obeyed God. See, faith without obedience is not faith at all. It's just... <coughs> It's crazy because if you God faith not faith we're gonna make the faith in God also not in ourselves. So faith without works is dead. So if he believed God, you have to obey him to receive the, the benefits of the reward. Faith by itself, and a lot of people say, Oh, I, I believe in that religion, or I believe in God. Oh yeah, I'm a believer, but they don't do anything. Their whole life is nothing to do with God. They don't have faith. They have faith, but it's dead. You see what I'm saying? A lot of people go, oh yeah, I'm, I believe Yeah, I believe in Jesus. And you know, they don't even pray to Him. They don't read the Bible. They don't have a relationship. So, and in other words, your, your relationship proves your faith too. Because the more you have faith, the more you get closer to God. So, it says, the believer that God does well, even the devils also believe and tremble. So believing there's a God doesn't really make you saved. No. Because it says that too. Only it says that that all that believe and call in the name of Jesus shall be saved. But there's a lot of other stuff in the Bible, and people just go on that one thing. Oh, I believe in Jesus. I just got to pick one God. I picked the right one. I'm okay. But God says, without faith, you cannot please Him. And without faith, no one can receive. So we walk by faith, not by sight. So we continue to have faith, and and to show that we really have faith is what we really do with our faith. Amen. Amen. So. 
he said, Now believe in God, so does the devil in trouble. So the devil even has faith, but he doesn't obey. It's not a big deal to have faith. It's a big deal to have faith in good works. Obey men. That faith without works is dead. And he called it a vain man, not just vain man. Haughty man. Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he had offered Isaac his son on the altar? See it that how faith wrought with works and God's works was, was faith made perfect. See, our works make our faith perfect. Mm-hmm. Our, our works make our faith perfect. So, if you believe God's going to heal him, you press in on faith and you pray and he heals him because you work. <laughs> it, it, there's an action to it. You believe you want yeah, believing has action. No, believing doesn't have action, but man, faith does. So manifesting what you believe is faith. You can believe and not have faith. Because it's really um, misguided belief. Because if you really believe, you would repent. If you really believe, you follow. If you really believe... So you, it's not. It's really people who say they believe, but they don't really believe. Because if you do it, you would see the, see the fruit of belief. So, you offer up yourself to God is... If you have faith. So we, now, Abraham offered Isaac. Now God says, if you have faith, we offer ourselves to God. To be a living sacrifice or to be his workman, right? And to yield to him to be his hands and feet. So really, we <coughs> offer ourselves. And God says it, just like Abraham. And that makes his faith, our faith justified. By offering ourselves to him for whatever he, for his good pleasure. We don't have, we don't have faith we don't have faith in faith, we have faith in God. So a lot of people have faith in faith. That's not such a thing. We don't have faith in what we do, we have faith in what He did for us. Right? In that, we believe in Him. We don't have faith in ourselves, and we don't have faith in our efforts or our works. But that doesn't mean we don't do things. We don't have faith in the things we do, that doesn't get us to heaven. Our righteousness and our works is nothing to Him. It's, but our, we don't have faith in our efforts or our works, but we have it in His Word. So we believe His Word and we obey it. And the Scripture was fulfilled, say, Abraham believed God and it was imputed unto him for righteousness. And his righteousness was actually sealed by offering Isaac on the altar. His action of doing that made his belief righteous. People can't believe, but it's unrighteous belief. And he was called a friend of God. Not because he believed, because he offered his son. Because he actually put, he, he put his efforts behind what he believed. He moved in what he believed. He wasn't dead faith. It just didn't sit there and believe God's going to... He took his talent and he multiplied it. We have all things in the Bible. So you see that how that works... By works the man is justified, not by faith only. Likewise also was not Rahab the harlot justified by works when she had received the messengers and had sent them out another way. For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is also dead. This is why the false grace message is so dangerous. Because it has faith only in what he did. And that's true. We can't have faith in ourselves. But has faith in only what he did but doesn't works of offering themselves for His purpose. They live in the world, they act like the world, they do in the world. They don't offer themselves as a living sacrifice. So basically, they're <coughs> unbelievers because they don't obey the Word. They just obey. They receive, they, they only stay, they believe they're right too. It's by faith in Jesus alone that we're saved. But they stop there and, and don't believe that they're... Um, faith and their works show their continue their faith in God. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Hebrews 11. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. For by the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understood that the worlds were formed by the word of God. So that things which are seen were not made of the things which appear. Through faith we understand that the... okay. By faith, Abel offered unto God, see, by faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. See, Cain, they both brought an offering. But one did it by faith, and the other one did it by works and religion. <coughs> by works. Not by, there was no faith 
in it. Because without faith, the Bible says it's impossible to please Him. And he, and he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. So the Scriptures are very clear on, 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 on what real faith is. It looks like then we see the fruits of faith. Not just I'm talking about a gift of faith that appears when you're ministering. I'm talking about a lifestyle of faith that we all have and can, 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 can step into. So, Abel offered unto God a more excellent than sacrifice to Cain, by which he obtained the witness that he was righteous. God testifying of his gifts, and by it he being dead yet speaketh, by faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death, and was not found because God had translated him. For be, before he was translated, he had this testimony that he pleased God. But without faith, it is impossible to please Him. For he that cometh to God... Now, we need, now we need to marry into that what James says. Because a lot of people only get Paul out getting the full counsel. But we can say here, But without faith, it is impossible to please Him. Or without faith, without your works, it is impossible to please Him. Because we just read that whole thing in James. For he that cometh to God must believe that He is and a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. And we know right above, Paul was talking about them, what they did. Their lifestyle showed their faith, and Enoch was translated. So there was a work in their lives. Even though Paul didn't speak it here, he was saying there's fruit to this. It says, a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. By faith Noah, being warned of God of the things, yet as seen yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark, and saved his whole house, by which he condemned the world, and believed, became an heir of righteousness, which is by faith. So, Noah believed God. Now, we have the Bible. We're Noah. Put your name there. Right, let's do it. Put your name there. By faith, shame, when he was called to come out of the world, or, and warned by God, but the things that were going to come made himself ready to be a living sacrifice. When Jesus appears, he'll meet him in the air. So Noah prepared an ark, saving his whole house, by which he condemned the world and became an heir of righteousness, which is by faith. See, what Noah did showed that he believed what God said. So God said, Noah meant this ark, there's a storm coming. He didn't see the rain yet. But he believed the rain was coming. So when the rain came, he was ready. And that justified his faith. And on the judgment day, people's faith will be justified. By faith, he, he, by faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should receive an inheritance, obeyed, and he went out, not knowing where he would go. By faith he sojourned in a land of promise, as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs, with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. That's us now too. <laughs> Through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed, and was delivered of a child when she was past age, because she judged him faithful who had promised. Therefore sprang there even of one of him, as good as dead, so many the stars in the sky in multitude, and as the sand which is by the seashore, in innumerable. These all die in faith, not having received the promise, but having seen them afar off, and were persuaded of them, and embraced them, and confessed them, that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country, and truly, if they had been mindful of the country, from whence they came out, they might have had an opportunity to have returned. That's the world to us now. We need to come out in our mind, our heart, and our body because of our faith. That shows our works that we are called to go on a journey with God as Abraham and to leave this world and to go in. And we are the light on a hill. And we're not supposed to. And if we go in the valley, that's not where we live because we are the we are the uh, 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 city on a hill. 
So if we go to the valley, which is the world, let's see, we, though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death and fear no evil, we're light in the valley, but that's not where we live. That's not where we're supposed to hang out. We're supposed to be higher. So people want to go and go to, go and make their connections, like the ministry that I sent out this morning to y'all, and that we're going somewhere. I'm not going to say the nation, but they're connected to that place, and, and it's it's crazy. But now there's this video uh, where everyone's meeting in Dubai in 2019 or 18. 19, 19 in January for, to. The melting pot of all the nations with this body. You got look at your thing. I sent you a video privately, and it's not God. God told me when we were in Dubai that He's that one day they're going to shut all the gates with all these international Christians and Jews, and they're going to it'll be the, the the place, the main place where the mark of the beast is, and that's the place in Revelations where they're coming in and out of. That's that Dubai now will become the the greatest. Um, it's in Revelations where the merchants and the ships coming in and out. Babylon. It used to be New York for a long time and other big name, big ports, but the Babylon, it's really the whole world in New York, but there's all these other ports and there's ten different ones or seven in Revelations, but and it'll be the main one when it's one world. That's where the one world leader most likely will probably end up ruling from and having his... And, and, and so, because if you go there, some Muslims have been, it's, it's a Muslim... It's Arab, it's Imrite. It's run by Imrite. And they're ruled by other laws than ours. And they're just, they want to be like America, but deep down, they don't. And if you go on the little things, you can't even sit with women on the train. They had children and women on site. I accidentally was on, and boy, I don't know if some of you remember, and I went, didn't, couldn't read, didn't understand it, and I was like right in the middle, and this lady got all mad at me and said, go on the other side. So they, they have all these rules. So it's crazy, but that's not God. And we've already seen the upcoming things here and there about things that we're, we're not settling in our spirit, but they're getting more clearer and clearer now, and that we're not as crazy as we thought we, we might have been. <laughs> and truly they had been mindful of that country from which they came and not returned. But now they desire a better country that is a heavenly one. Wherefore God is not ashamed... And they called their God, to be called their God, for he had prepared for them a city. By faith Abraham, when he was tried, offered Isaac up, and he that had received the promises offered up his only begotten son, whom it was said that in Isaac shall thy seed be called, accounting that God was able to raise him up, even from the dead, whence also he received him in figure. And that was like a shadow of heavenly Father offering Jesus on the altar and it, he was the heir of promise well Isaac was the heir of Israel and Jesus is now the heir of all of us he's us now we're in Christ he is the first fruits of many brother so he is the promise he's the new Isaac but he actually died and rose again and God was the father of nations now God's the father of the world the father of all of us you see how all that was to see the whole picture but people want to still make Israel a God and different things, but we're not going to do that here. We just learn from it and keep seeing Jesus in this and our Holy Father that every tribe and every tongue and every nation will be called blessed, that call upon the name of the Lord and have faith with works. Faith with works. Isaac being blessed, Jacob and Esau concerning things to come. By faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed both sons of Joseph and worshipped, leaning upon the top of his staff. By faith, Joseph, when he died, made mention of the departing of the children of Israel and gave commandments concerning the, his bones. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was he hid three months of his parents because he saw he was a proper child and they were not afraid of the king's commandment. By faith, Moses, when he, when he was come two years, when he grew up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. See, that was an act of faith. Yeah. Choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. So we're like Moses now. We're in the world. God planted us there. But are you going to refuse your worldly identity? Or are you going to continue to hold on to your worldly identity? Because when you refuse it, there'll be afflictions, there'll be persecution, though, and things are coming. But we are pilgrims in this world. And we've got to start acting like our, our, our forefathers and our fathers in the faith in our own lives and everything we do. That shows that we really have faith to God. That's what pleases God. Not just picking Him and living for ourselves. 
or trying to do our little Ten Commandments and our self-righteous works and think we're okay with God. It's also filthy garments. He says this, By faith, Moses, when he had come to years, refused him that called, okay, choosing rather to suffer affliction for the people, enjoyed and enjoyed, not enjoying the pleasures for, of sin for a season, esteeming the reproach of Christ, greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. For he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. You know that God um, makes Egypt like a representation of us now in the world. By faith he forsook Egypt, by faith we forsake the world, not fearing the wrath of the king, not fearing the Antichrist to come, not fearing the president, not fearing our government, for because these times are coming on us. For he endured and seeing him who who is invisible. And I can add, by faith, Daniel still prayed three times a day, even though they told him he couldn't do it. That showed his faith by praying three times a day. I mean we can add to the Bible all day long here. See, Paul's not so great. We can just pull stuff ourselves, and it's just as holy as what he said to get the point across. Oh, everyone got nervous. <laughs> right? <coughs> by faith, Meshach, Meshach, I can't ever get this. Abednego guy, whatever. Meshach, You know? Did, and they got thrown in the fire furnace, but their faith was justified by them not bowing to the beast, not bowing to the world. Don't tell me you have faith and everything you do is of the world and all your thinking is of the world and your whole business, your strategies, and everything you do is, is entwined with the world. You don't have faith. You just believe in a, a God, You just have, but you have a bunch of other ones. That's what it says here in the Word. I'm not trying to talk to anyone personally. <laughs> Esteeming the reproach of Christ, greater riches than the treasures of Egypt, and respect unto the recompense of reward. By faith, forsook the world. Not fearing the wrath of the king, for endured as seeing him who is invisible. Through faith he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood, lest he that destroyed the firstborn should touch them. By faith they passed through the Red Sea and by dry land, which the Egyptians, as saying to were, were drowned. By faith the walls of Jericho fell after they were compassed for seven days. By faith the harlot Rahab perished not, then that believed not, when she had received the spies with peace. And that shall I more say, for the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and Barak and Samson and, Je and David and Samuel and the prophecy. He could have went on and on and on. We can keep going on and on and on. Who through faith subdued kingdoms. We can say through faith we tear down principalities. Through faith we bind up principalities. We pull down strong strongholds or whatever. And we break mindsets. By faith we walk on water. By faith we will be able to do anything more than our physical and normal body can do because it's not us, it's faith in Him and His power, but it's inside of us. And by faith, we activate God to move in our life. By faith, doors are open that, that are shut. By faith, by, you can even pray and not have faith. You need to pray. When you pray, you better have faith when you pray that you're going to receive what you have, that you, what you're asking. Women received their dead raised to life again, and others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they might attain a better resurrection. Quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, waxed valiant in flight, turned to flight, the armies of aliens, and others had trials and cruel mockings and scourgings. Moreover, the bonds of imprisonments, they were stoned, they were sought asunder, were tempted, were slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute and afflicted and tormented. Of whom the world, and right now Satan gets you all day. Give over, give over. You might not be physically getting those things, but you can be getting it spiritually. And you just say, no, I'm going to believe God. I'm not giving up. No, I'm going to believe God. I'm not giving up. Then that shows that you have faith. When you give up all the time and give in, it doesn't show you have faith, because then you're, 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 you're showing... Your faith doesn't have works because the works of righteousness will come. The righteous are bold as a lion. And righteousness is not, it's something that you step into, His righteousness. Not what you do, but you step into His. Whom the world was not worthy, they wandered in deserts and mountains and dens and caves and on the earth. All, having obtained a good report through faith, received not the promise. Having provided some better things, they, without us, should be made perfect. Here's some face, um, here's some Faith works, that Jesus said. Talking to the multitude, he said, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for there is the kingdom of heaven. So, mm -hmm. you need to be poor in spirit. You just don't say, oh, I'm, I'm a Christian now, I'm poor in spirit. Blessed are them that mourn, for they shall be comforted. So, 
Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. I didn't wake up meek. Blessed are them that hunger and thirst for righteousness, they shall be filled. We can hunger and thirst for one thing, or we can start hunger and thirst for other. Whatever you start feeding will be strong. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Mm-hmm. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they are called the children of God. Blessed are them that are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for they are heirs of the kingdom. Blessed are they when men revile you and persecute you and all manner. Why? When you do these things, it shows you have faith. When you yield to God and the Holy Spirit to take over your life, not, not in your flesh, let it just come partner with Him. Partnering in is grace. Blessed are them when men do this to you. Rejoice and be glad for your reward in heaven is great. And they persecuted the prophets which were before you. You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt has lost its savor, so you continue to be salty, shows you have faith. Right? Amen. Wherefore shall it be salty? Whence it's good for nothing, but cast out and be trodden under the foot of men. You are the light of the world, a city that cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and hide it, but put it on a candlestick, and the light unto all that come into the house. Let your light so shine before men that your good works will glorify Good works show your faith. All of us can be nasty. Right now we can be so nasty. It's so easy to be nasty. It's harder to be good. And it's really hard to hold your tongue. It's really hard to serve. It's really hard to, um, when you know you're right, to give up that right because just for the sake of peace, being a peacemaker. Those are the hard things. Grace is a lot harder. The law would say, hey, he did me wrong. You're wrong. Let's take it to the church. Let's take it to this. Find out. You're bad. I'm right. Huh. I got two points. You're, I'm five points ahead of you and keeping all these points your whole life. Grace is you don't take a record. It's hard. But saying, God, I'll do it, shows your faith. That proves your faith. Everyone just thinks faith is for miracles and thinks faith is for you to, to follow Him. Without faith, you cannot follow Him. And if you don't have works... You, you started following him at the door of salvation, but you just fell down there because you aren't moving. He's moving. you got to move with him. Amen. you got to follow the cloud. Amen. That shows your faith, not following the world. People don't get that. Salvation great, grace is wonderful, and there's nothing we can do to earn it. And even to keep our salvation, there's nothing we can do to earn it. We just continue to have faith and do what he tells us. So we basically obey him, and that's what justifies our faith. Not in our works, in our faith in His works, and we enter into His rest. I bear that say to you, till heaven and earth pass, and one jot and title this word, till it be fulfilled. He said, I did not come to destroy the law of the prophets, I have come to destroy but to fulfill. So He fulfilled it. So you just enter into His fulfillment. Whosoever shall break one of the least of these commandments and teach men to do so also, it's called the least in the kingdom of heaven. But whosoever shall teach men, the same shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I say unto you, except your righteousness, and say his righteousness. He says, except your righteousness exceed the righteousness of the scribes and the Pharisees, you shall have no case enter into heaven. Grace is God expecting more of you and more with you, merited on what he did. So the only way to have faith with works is to have humility. Because there's no, we can't do nothing without Him. So if you put all these things together, it has really nothing to do with you. It's just surrender. Right? So the more we surrender, the more we're easier to walk with Him and manifest faith and miracles and things happen in our lives and things around us. When we fight, we don't, we're showing we don't have faith or we don't have the fear of the Lord. And when your faith is perfected, the fear of the Lord is perfected. So here... He says, if you accept that your righteousness exceeds in Jesus, so you enter into Him, His righteousness went way above. God wants it all, right? Amen. So, married it did as we yield to the faith in Him and obey it. It pleases Him. It said before, right? Without faith, it's impossible to please Him. And without faith, without works is dead. So you can't really have faith that pleases Him if there's not works involved in that, in righteousness, in His righteousness. So we're not believing in our righteousness, but in His righteousness. But if your righteousness doesn't exceed the righteousness of the Pharisees, and we're going to get into that, then you're really just religious. <laughs> a lot of people want to stand on their righteousness. Well, I tithe, I do this. Well, God says, that's, that's the beginning. That's what the Pharisees did. You're right. That's where you start at 10%. You, you, God wants all your heart. all your, Not just 10% of your heart. Not just a little bit of your day. He wants your whole life, and your whole week, and your whole month, and your whole year. And then... 
your faith is showing the works. Good, good, good. Amen. Or we become self-righteous and have, a, and have nasty, dirty garments. And that's what people do all the time. He says, remember, says your righteousness is filthy rags. And your righteousness, you're comparing yourselves to who? Jesus? Because he fulfilled it all, 100%. Or the Pharisees and the Sadducees. The grace models are turning faith with works. Faith with works is lying, saying to obey God is going back under the law. That's what they're all saying. Do whatever you want because Jesus died on the cross for your sins. That's not faith with works. That's faith. It says turn in the grace of God and lasciviousness. That's that means it's it just doesn't when the more you get in the word and you know it, it just doesn't make sense anymore. It can't. That's why we need to keep hearing the word. It can't make sense because God expects us to follow him. It's impossible to follow him if we have dead faith. It has to be faith with works, so we walked with Him. So walking side by side with Jesus is showing that we have faith, and it pleases Him. Staying and, and, and keeping our will and our fulfillment and what we want in our life shows we don't really believe Him. Because if we believe Him, then there's consequences of disobedience. There's consequences of not walking in faith. There's consequences in, in obeying. And there's consequences, and there's doctrines of demons that come in through other doctrines that don't line up with this Word. So it's going back under the law. It's the work of seducing spirits. That's what they want to tell you. Oh, you all that righteous preaching and that. So holiness is is the law? No, he's holy. I just follow him. So I'm hidden in Christ unless I'm doing my own thing. Faith without action isn't faith at all. It's empty belief. Some people have more faith in what they do than what he did. You can't have faith in what you do either. Because then all of a sudden you become self-righteous and you become your own God. It's all about him. And in that... You obey Him, and He's expecting more and more out of us. It's not like the more we get close to Him, the benefits of this world get better. The benefits of heaven are more activated, and we leave this world more, but the world doesn't affect us anymore. So it's it's a win-win situation. So in the, in the meantime, we're heavenly-minded and not earthly-minded. We're not separating ourselves from God with our carnality, but we're actually c- coming into holiness with Him for what He did in His blood. Even though God doesn't see our sins as far as the east is from the west, we follow Jesus showing that we really believe Him. So Abraham, God said, go into, go into a place you don't know and leave. If he stayed there, he said, ah, I'm just going to sit right here. That would not, he heard God, but that would mean he didn't believe Him. And he didn't obey Him. And he had no faith. And he'd be rebellious. Let's see this right now. I'm about ready to close. This will put it all together, hopefully, for us to understand what God's trying to say today. Luke 18, 1-27. And he spoke a parable unto them, to this end. That men ought to always to pray and not to faint. So praying is an act of faith. Because if you don't believe something's there, you're not going to pray to some, somebody or something that's not really there. So if you're praying and there's nothing there, you're either crazy or you have faith. You're talking to yourself or you're, you believe something's there. So prayer is a, is a work of faith. Also. Amen. Amen. So saying there was a city and a judge which feared not God about the world. Neither regarded man. Didn't care about people. And there was a widow in that city. And she came and said unto him, saying, Avenge me, my adversary. And he, he would not for a while. But afterwards, because of it, uh, I'm going to say, afterwards, because of his selfishness, he got up because he just wanted to shut up. That's what the guy is saying. It's like, let me get this. Gonna, he didn't really want to help her, but he's like, then he's like, well, I better help her to help myself because she's driving me nuts. Right? So he gets up. So afterwards, he says this, and would not for a while, but afterwards he said within himself, um, Though I fear not God, nor regard man, yet because this would have bo- is bothering me, he says, troubled me, I will avenge her, lest by continuing to come and she's wearying me. So now God's saying, And the Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge said. Shall not God avenge his elect? So our faith moves God to work on our behalf because of our works Amen. of righteousness. That's not what Enoch did, right? He took them up. Amen. So he, Abraham, even though they said they're all in heaven with God now, at least they received their inheritance. It just wasn't maybe on the earth, right? It says they, they got it, though. They're all with God. They're, they're, they're the fathers of the faith, right? They're right there. So, because the widow troubled me, I'll avenge her. And the Lord, and the Lord said, here was the unjust said, and says, Won't God avenge his own elect? which cry day and night unto Him, though He bear long with them. So even if you don't see it happen, you keep believing, and you keep praying, and you keep crying out to God to be changed, whatever you don't want. It's just, if it was a one-time coming to the altar thing, sometimes God wants to see how much you really believe, how much you really want it, how much are you desperate to walk 
in what He's asked you to walk in. And in that, it pleases Him. And then what He says is, you're, he, He's a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. So we can't get mad at our brother said that because he's getting rewarded because they're, they have more works of seeking God than you do. I'm not talking about works of righteousness in our own strength. I'm talking about going hard after God. Going hard after Him with all, all of our breath like a deer pants for the water. And that shows your faith. Amen. A lot of people say they're Christians, but you, they make a bad name for all of us. Because mm-hmm. they, don't, they don't have any faith with works. They just show up in a building and do what they want and go back home and live for their lives. And they believe Jesus is the one, but, but they have no faith. Mm-hmm. But not here and not in God's kingdom. And he said, tell that avenge me speed, and nevertheless when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find what? Faith on the earth. And we know what he's talking about. Because we all just learned about faith without work. He said, will I find people that are going hard after me, that are watching and praying and waiting and looking and following me, or are they going to be being drunk and cast to and fro by the cares of this life, and as a thief in the night come and not be ready? So... Every day, every week, we're trying to get ourselves ready right here. And you can go home, get yourself ready. Because it might seem hard today, but without those works of be preparing yourself, it's actually Holy Spirit preparing you. Just um, showing up at the... It's like you're getting married, right? You show up and the lady's the one that's sending the garments. It's like everyone does your makeup, you know, it's that special day. The Holy Spirit's that. You know, you show up, you know. Some people aren't even showing up for the bridal reception or the... What do they call that? The mock wedding and mm-hmm. where, you know, they... Every day we come here, it's a mock wedding. It's like we're getting ready. He can come right now. I'm not saying that prophetically. I'm saying that spiritually as we need to be like he's coming right now. Yeah. Always ready. And we'll be ready. Amen. Because you don't really know when he's going to be coming closer unless you're getting ready every day. So every day you're getting ready for this wedding. So you're perfecting your makeup, your garments, everything. You're going to look nice and everything's going to be straight because the wedding is here. So, but mostly, the great thing about being for a bride, right, is, you know, at least if nobody cares about you, everyone acts like you didn't do that week because it's, you know, <laughs> they want to go to the wedding, they want the free dinner, they want to be on the, the list, you know, they want, you know, the whole earthly thing that we get also involved in. Oh, I want you invited to her wedding, you know, all the pride stuff. So basically, if you don't have any friends, you got maybe seven or four of them for a week. And they act like you're their best friend, and they're always there for you, trying to... And that's what the Holy Spirit's doing. But He really does love us, and He really is our best friend. And he, But this is going on until He comes. Amen. So we're sitting there, and the girl waits, and she gets she doesn't do her own makeup. professional comes. The Holy Spirit is a professional one, so He prepares the makeup. The Holy Spirit does all that, but we got to show up to where He's at. We're faced, if you don't show up to the... They're like, oh, she got cold feet. She left. How many Christians are getting cold feet? Amen. And not showing up to get prepared. That's right. Right? So you got to show up that thing. And then all of a sudden the day comes. And then you're ready. And you look just like he wants you to look. Because he's the one that, if he wants blue mask, what, what was it, mascara? Blue or, what? or lipstick, you know, he'll put it on. If he wants a little bit of makeup, he'll put it on. If he doesn't want it, maybe he doesn't want it, he wants no makeup, he'll just, you know, you know he'll... The dress, you know, he picks it all out. Amen. The Holy Spirit, he's the professional, you know. The, the, and then there's another one that prepares the whole atmosphere, the, the wedding, um, um, what is it, Because I'm the wedding maker. Or... Planner. Wedding planner. He's the wedding planner, and you just got to show up to where the plans are being made. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> he said, because, and he says, and I'll avenge him speedy, and nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, will I find faith on the earth? Jesus is asking. And he spoke this parable. To a certain, so he says, will he find faith with works, right? Because we're getting in-depth with this. Parable unto a certain man that struck. And then he saw, there was, then he says, right after saying this, look what he goes into. Because Jesus, when he's doing this, they don't do it. He says, and now he's in Galilee and he's over here. It's like right after he's doing another thing. It's like he's in the right state, frame of mind. He's just, remember when he broke open those three parables of the, of the kingdom of God and he kept going? He's making different people to see it from different places so they could understand it. Well, right here he jumps right into this. He says, um, well, I find faith on the earth. And then he spoke a parable unto, and right then he spoke a parable of certain, certain unto certain, should be certain people, man, but so just as certain, which trusted in themselves. Trusted in themselves. That's what religion does. Trust yourself. That they were righteous and despised others. Two men went into the temple to pray. One was a Pharisee. Remember Jesus said, your righteous will it must exceed the righteous of the Pharisees? 
Exceed it means that 10% you're given or that and, and that whatever they whatever they're gonna say here. Let's see. And and the Pharisees and the other a publican. The Pharisees stood up and prayed thus with himself. Prayed with himself. It's kind of funny. God, I thank you, God, that I'm not like, you know, those people that can't get it together. You know, I'm here every Sunday. And I'm not like this these adulterers and the unjust. And the extortioners, you know, I'm a good person. Remember Jesus says there's not even one good but the Heavenly Father. So you enter into His goodness. So you got to be broken and have a contrary spirit all the time. No matter how much, you never arrive until we get taken up with Him. When the last trumpet, really. That's how you must live. There's always more room for more of Him. And if you believe that, He'll keep filling you until He overflows on you. And I'm not like these adulterers and even this. And He says, I fast twice a week. I give my tithes of all I possess. Come on, I got it going on. So many Christians do that. But they're right there. They're just like Pharisees. They're righteous. It says your righteousness must exceed that kind of thinking, that kind of plateau, that kind of minimal. God doesn't want you to fast twice a week. He might not have you fast for months, but He might say fast for a month. He just wants you to obey Him. <laughs> Relationship. And, and upon the publican standing off, would not even lift up his head, lift up so much his eyes unto heaven, but smote his, his breast, saying, God, be merciful on me, a sinner. God doesn't want to see ourselves really as sinners in a sense, but wants to see that, have that attitude that without him we can't do nothing. Apart from him we can't do nothing. We have nothing and we have, can't even, our faith can't even be perfected without him. Yep. That we're so reliant on him that even when we, Whatever we do, we need to have that attitude and he that shows our works. Amen. That that manifests us to actually walk into the works that he's he's the obedience that he sent. And our own mindset of where we've where we've arrived and said, Well, I'm doing good enough isn't gonna be good enough anymore. It never is. And that's where Christ gets formed and starts to be birthed out of you. And that guy was probably doing less stuff probably than the Pharisee. But he had a, a he had a, a mindset that needed to be broken. He had this religious mindset, but this guy probably did a few things, but he was probably had a better heart than obviously he had a better heart than the Pharisee. <laughs> and he and, you know, and he and he's beating his chest in, in a form of of humility, right? And he said, and this which and, and I tell you this, and, and he said, Be merciful on me, a sinner, we always have to because you know what? Always need God's mercy. There's not a minute of the day go by that we don't do something that we know is not right. Wrong thinking. The heart is wicked above all things, so we need to have God always trying to do, thinking bad about our brother, offenses, um, speaking bad. Most of the time, our thoughts we have to bring them under captive, uh, under mm-hmm. But we do something, and there's bigger things. That, and and mostly we need to say, God, mercy on me of the things that He's asked us to do that we're having a hard time doing. That's based not on the bad things that we're doing. It's really the things that He's expecting us to do. But He doesn't want us to be condemnation. And live and just be condemned all day and feel bad to yourself. Just go to him and say, God, have mercy. Help me. And then we, we press. But that type of attitude is more what Jesus is saying. Because he doesn't. He wants us to know our identity and know that we're, we're strong sons. He's using that so people can understand. This person, this type of heart, this type of attitude. Because he doesn't want us running around. That's religious too. You know, I'm a sinner all the time when God says you're a saint. But at the same time, have that heart attitude. God, I need help. Have mercy on me because I blew, you know, that relationship. And then His grace pours out on us. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He said, which one of these? And I'm done. Jesus, and He said, And I tell you, this man and his whole house was justified rather than the other. For everyone that exalts himself shall be brought low, abased. But he that humbles himself shall be exalted. So we go do a crusade in India, and I start thinking I'm something. And look at look at all these thousands of people. Well, God, Daddy's gonna come. I'm gonna go. Oh God, what could I have done to win more? What could I have done to do more? God, I just feel that. Teach me how to do more for you. Not man, I've you know. And then increase comes, more anointing, more power. It's all about the attitude. Even your job, you can try to find something all day. Just wait, say, Holy Spirit, show me where it is. That's a form of relying on God, not your own mental. Mm-hmm. See, that's the problem in the church. Everyone's relying on their own man's wisdom, man's thinking, what man can do in the stock market, and this, and this, and this, without just relying on the Holy Spirit. So God's training us to rely on Him so He can prepare us. 
so we do have the right color lipstick on, or we do have the right level shoes on, or, you know, we don't want to have high heels like this, and Jesus is here, and we're way up here, up here because we want to look good in front of everyone that came to the wedding with us. No, he, we want him to be higher. We want to be in the right, so we need to actually, everything must be fitted perfect, and that's what he's doing. And he said, He that humbles self shall be exalted. And they brought unto him also infants that he would touch them. And when his disciples saw it, they rebuked them. But Jesus called to them and him and said, Suffer not the little children to come unto me, and forbid them not, for of such is the kingdom of God. Verily I say unto you, whosoever shall not receive the kingdom of God as a little child. And we say, God actually, so think about it. Even if you're whining to God, if your heart's true, He lo- loves it. And, you know what I'm saying? Because you're coming as, you're, you're whining shows your faith. You know, do it. You know, don't drive everybody crazy. I mean, God, the spirit travailing will come on us in different things at times in the spirit. But I'm talking about like that. God, help me. Come as a little child. God, I need help in this. God, I'm having a hard time doing this. Then He helps you. And in that, justifies your faith. But religion will say, well, God wants to heal me. If God's going to do it, you know, it's like, God's done it. And they all, and then I don't even pray God do it. No, it's not, God, go do this for me. God, help me do what you've anointed me to do. God, help me to be able to do what you're calling me to do. God, help me to live righteously in your righteousness. Help me to walk where you walk, you know. Not just, oh God, you call me, I'm going to go. Oh, or just, you know, it's like, it's all the attitude. It's an attitude, a heart, a, a humble heart is, is, a child has a humble heart. They don't know any better. They rely only on what they've known so far. They don't have any, you know, they don't start talking until they start talking. They rely on, I don't want to even say human nature, but the, they rely on until they begin to know things and read things and get in the world and get messed up. Their whole reliance is on nature in the sense of, of their mom and dad, which is our Heavenly Father, and they don't know what today. They don't even. They have been taught nothing, and that's the attitude we come to God. Like we don't know nothing, and then He gives us more, more revelation, more truth. But we got to keep that. Attitude. He didn't say, "Well, yeah, when you get older, you know more. It's going to be harder to enter into the kingdom." He says, "Continue to come like a little child, and you'll always have access to God, and you'll have whatever you ask because you're not asking it for any other reason." But and then you're praying what He puts in your heart. So and we're done. So who shall ever receive the kingdom? Like this little child, in no wise shall enter in. And a certain ruler asked, saying, Good master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said, Now he's continuing the same breath, the same, you know, the same passage. Now he's going to the third thing here. Why you call me good? None is good, save that one is God. So get it, we're not good. No matter how many mission trips you go on, no how many, how never missing a tithe, it doesn't matter. You're not good anyway. It's only His goodness. So you enter into His goodness. Now the Father, but He was basically trying to say, He's coming as fully admit. He says, Why you call me good? None is good save one, that is God. Thou knowest the commandments, do not do this, do not do that, and do not bear false with an honor father and mother, don't steal. He's like, I've done all that from my youth. I should surely enter into the kingdom of God. I'm right? Self-righteousness. And what did He do? Jesus will go right in your life, whatever it is. There's always going to be something. He's always changing us. Today it might be pride. Tomorrow it might be greed. And the next week it might be something else. But you've got to let Him, and when He says it, deal with it in humility. So He says this, You know what the commandments do not commit, do this and do that, and I kept, I've kept them from my youth. Uh, I'm surely going to enter in, He's thinking. Now Jesus heard these things and said unto Him, But you lack one thing. Sell all you have and distribute to the poor. He didn't want to strip him. He wanted to show him, you need to rely on me, not on what you do. And if he would have understood that, and even if he would have humbled, said, oh, God would have gave him back everything. He gives him back hundredfold more anyway. We know that. But he's saying to him, you're relying on your own, your own righteousness, not mine. You've got to rely on me. Amen. Rely on me. Rely on the Holy Spirit. That's what he's saying right here. So he says, Jesus heard all these things. He said, you lack this distribute to the poor, and now shall I treasures in heaven. And come, follow me. And he heard this, and he was sad, for he was rich. And when Jesus saw that he was very sorrowful, he said, How hardly shall it be that have riches shall enter into the kingdom of God? How hardly shall be shall rich people come as little children, right? How hard is it that rich people humble themselves in their naked and, and, and need of a heavenly father, right? Because they're the rich people, 
He's trying to give you something because he gave you other things prior to that. The rich people have their faith. They 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 have most everything they need. So it's a hindrance. He's not. But then he says it's not impossible. It's harder for a rich man to enter in because their dependency is on what on their own strength because they've gotten these things, they've inherited these things, and they've only known that they buy open doors. You know that's why the political thing is so. Because they're not depending on God, they're depending on people to get more money. And the more money they get, the more power. And their power is not coming from heaven, it's coming from man. So he said, This he saw very sorrowful, and he says, How hardly shall then that have riches enter into the kingdom of God? It's easier for a camel to go through an eye of a needle than a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. And they heard this, then who can be saved? And he said, These all things which are impossible with men is possible with God. Mm-hmm. And that's a good good place to stop on. All things that might be impossible to you to humble to do this, but not with the Holy Spirit working. Amen. So Amen. our dependency must be fully on Him. And when we're fully dependent on Him, our faith will have works. And our works will bear fruits. And our fruits will bear more fruits because they have the seeds inside of them. And those fruits will bear more fruits. And we'll have more fruits of the Spirit and more fruits of obedience and righteousness in Him that will actually be coming out. It's the direction that we're going and we're coming out of something, we're not staying in something, shows our faith in what we believe. Because God says, when we come into the kingdom, we are no longer of this world. So Father, we thank you for this word, God. Father, we ask you to, that our faith would increase, God. That our, that our obedience to you would increase, Lord. That you would be pleased with our obedience in you, God. Would show us that we really believe what your word says, God. And we will not face the wrath of God, but we will face the mercy of God. Because... You love us and we're your children, God. And we walk by faith and not by sight, God. We walk by in our faith in you, God. Not in our own strength, God. Not in our own power. Not in our own righteousness, God. But in your righteousness. And in your righteousness, Father, we have every inheritance and every blessing. So we thank you, Father. As you humble our heart, God, you give grace to the humble. And you give... And you exalt the humble, God. And you bring the humble into many places, God. And you prepare the humble for the day in faith, God. And yes, you will find faith in this house, God. Yes, you will find faith. Just tell them. Yes, God. Find faith in me, God. Help me, Jesus, to walk in righteousness. Not just believe in your righteousness, but walk in your righteousness because you've given us power to overcome Satan. You've given us power to overcome darkness. That we are no longer tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine, but we're sound, steady in the faith that's in Christ Jesus. And we're not in faith in any man. We're not in faith in our bank account. We're not in faith in the stock market. We're not in faith in Social Security. Because if our faith is in anything but Him, it will not last and it will not it will not have fruits uh, Amen. of heaven. Amen. It'll have Amen. their false, false faith, false fruit. Amen. And you, God, are the only thing. Amen. And you, Father, said that you are a rewarder of those who diligently seek you. Amen. And without faith, it is impossible to please you. So when we please you, we walk in what we believe. Yes. Amen.